Hello and welcome. You are listening to the God and Mental Health Podcast. I am your host, Rosalind Renee, and I am so excited to be back in front of the microphone with you today and Happy New Year. So y'all, I have been trying to find my rhythm, sis. So I recorded a podcast back in, I want to say it was November, uh, maybe late October, November, and I had announced that the podcast name will be changing to God and Mental Health, or I think I, got, I said at the time, God plus Mental Health, but it's really God and Mental Health. Um, I am going through a whole new shift with the podcast, and I am also working full-time again, which I've been talking to you all about. And so I'm just trying to find my rhythm in the new year now. Um, having been in my job now for about three and a half months, um, finding the time to record and making sure that I get all the ideas and content out that I want to give to you all this year. So I have really kind of been practicing what my routine is going to be. And I'm super excited to kind of say that I think I have figured it out. So the podcast date drops will shift um, in the coming year. I'm thinking that they will potentially come out on Wednesdays. So you all can look forward to an episode on Wednesdays. Um, every single week. Additionally, I'm hoping and crossing my fingers that I can do at least every other week. I'm hoping I can get to every week a bonus episode podcast of the way the podcast is going to look now going forward um, of just some things that have been on my mind. So you'll get an episode kind of around a topic that I feel like God has laid on my heart or just something that I'm experiencing with working with clients that I'm um, noticing around mental health uh, and just navigating through different things and wanting to share those topics. And then you'll get a bonus episode a couple days later on some things that I personally have been thinking about. I've been trying to figure out how to incorporate my personal um, reflections and different things back into the podcast a little bit more. Uh, we will be having a lot more special guests on the podcast this year. I'm really going to extend that out. And so you all will be hearing from um, some amazing new people, but I wanted to find a way to incorporate some of my own personal reflections, things I have learned over the last couple of years, uh, within my own mental health journey with you spiritually, some things that I'm also experiencing And so I want to provide that in the bonus episodes and leave the main episodes around a topic that's practical that you can implement. So today we're going to be talking a lot about the importance of your emotional health. And really the biggest thing that I want to just add, if you are someone that likes to listen to podcasts pretty long, great, perfect. I want to give you a 30 second spiel of what this podcast will be about. So what I have realized going through and being a therapist is walking people through their healing journey is healing takes time. And there are personal things you're going to learn throughout your healing process. And as a believer, there are some spiritual things that you are going to learn. But understand that that journey takes time. So before we get into the episode, let's hear a quick message from our sponsor and we'll hop into the episode. This episode of the God and Mental Health Podcast is brought to you by Happy Mammoth. I am so excited to tell y'all about this brand because it has been so helpful to me. So I am not in my 20s anymore. And as I'm getting older, I'm really kind of understanding a little bit more about my hormones after having two kids. I'm really understanding like my mood shifts, my fatigue, sometimes my stress throughout the month, especially 
during those cycles of time before my period. So I recently started researching cycle seeking and it was so helpful for me because I really kind of began to understand these different changes when I am feeling overwhelmed, when I am feeling tired, when I am feeling like my mood is different. I'm also just experiencing some of those kind of early PMS symptoms of like bloating and gassy and poor sleep and kind of racing thoughts and low mood. And so I started doing some research into cycle syncing and kind of came to understand that our different periods before our cycle change because of our hormones. And so I was thinking about a way to combat this and... Happy Mammoth is a brand that I think is going to be super helpful to some of my audience and might be experiencing something, some of these things. And so I think a lot of times we kind of associate our different moods with something's wrong with us or that there is actually something that we're struggling with mental health wise, but not really understanding that as a woman, we naturally have up and down moods because of our hormones. And so for me, If you are someone that's maybe in your mid-20s and you're kind of seeing like during different periods of the month, you're more sad or you're more overwhelmed, this might be a good opportunity for you to maybe supplement and try to combat that with some of the amazing products at Happy Mammoth. So I want to talk to you all about particularly one specific product called Hormone Harmony. Hormone Harmony contains science-backed herbal extracts called adaptogens. Now, here's the beauty about adaptogens. They help the body adapt to any stressors like chaotic hormone changes that happen naturally throughout a woman's life. Happy Mimeth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And it means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality and it shows. If so, if you're someone that definitely struggles with maybe bloating or maybe sleep, or even racing thoughts or low moods, Hormone Harmony would be perfect for you. So for a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order with Happy Mammoth. Just use the code THERAPY at checkout. That's happymammoth.com, H-A-P-P-M-A-M-M-O-T-H.com, and use the code THERAPY for 15% off today. Now let's get back to the show. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Okay, so as I kind of was brainstorming this episode and thinking about some of the things, I wanted to start off the topic, the top of the year, kind of going over a little bit around just regrounding us all in the importance of our emotional health. 
Therapy is now a very talked about topic in our culture. It is something that doesn't feel as threatening or intimidating anymore as it did maybe about five or six years ago. And the topic around it in the church has shifted as well. It has been more of an increased topic, still can be at times um, still misunderstood. And so I think there are some amazing people that have pretty much like been born out of um, talking about this topic around the faith and mental health space. I pray that I am one of those people that can just really begin to give language I actively, for those of you that are new to my podcast, I actively work with a lot of different clients on a weekly basis. So I'm practicing a lot around helping people understand the importance of their emotional health. So this episode and the coming episodes will probably be broken down in a couple of different sequences. I'm going to be talking about what I've learned as a therapist, walking people through their healing journey. I'm going to talk about the personal things I've experienced in my own mental health journey and how they have shaped me as a believer and also as just an individual person. And then I'm going to top off this um, series a little bit with a spiritual understanding, things that I have kind of understood about God, things that have shifted, things that have changed. I work with a lot of people who have a lot of spiritual trauma just on different levels. It's not always somebody doing something bad to you, but just narratives and things that we have kind of adopted that really aren't true related to God. And it really can take away from us in our viewpoint of God, our relationship with him. And we begin to experience a lot more shame and condemnation as a result of those things. And so religion can be played a lot in that as well. So I want to talk about the spiritual understanding that I have learned from mental health and how it has impacted a lot of the beliefs of people, but really they are not rooted biblically and also not rooted in the character and heart posture of God. So we're going to start this episode talking a little bit about what I have learned as a therapist. If we get to about the 15 minute mark, I'm going to stop the episode and then we'll we'll touch on the next topic in the following episode. So this will kind of be like a series about what we can do about understanding the importance of healing our emotional health. So some of the things I've learned as a therapist. One of the biggest things that I've seen consistently with every client is they all struggle with avoidance. And I won't say all, that's a very, um, never in all words that I try not to use often, but a lot of clients, mostly about 90% of people struggle with avoidance. You get those couple that are like, I'm ready to address it head on, but then you find trickles of avoidance in different ways. And I want to kind of just normalize avoidance for us and kind of explain what it is. So typically, whenever you experience some type of traumatic event, or even maybe not even a traumatic event, any type of uncomfortable emotion, our minds and bodies do not like that. So we naturally want to avoid it. This can be as small as wanting to um, have a tough conversation with a friend, um, having to say something to your boss at work. Um, having to advocate for yourself in a situation, um, even down to like, girl, paying off your bills, looking at your money. Like there's a natural desire for us to want to avoid in every situation. And so the struggle with avoidance is hard because what it does is it pulls us away from our opportunity to one, take accountability, um, create boundaries, 
um, address and sit in the tension of uncomfortable emotions, understand what we're actually feeling in the moment. What is our body feeling? What is it that we are experiencing in general? A lot of times what I see in a lot of clients is that many of us don't even actually know what we're feeling. We just kind of are just angry or sad or upset and we naturally just want to avoid. There can be a lot of passive aggressiveness and avoidance. There can be a lot of, I just need to quote unquote, let it go. And what I say to that is, what is the issue with addressing the problem? Sometimes I say this, and this might be a little bit vulgar to people. Sometimes shit has to hit the fan for us to have something to clean up. And in order for us to actually clean something up or address it, we have to understand that we cannot avoid it. Another one of the things I've seen um, with clients is personal accountability, which is very hard for a lot of us. I think when it comes to understanding who you are personally, taking responsibility for your part in situations can be challenging. It's easy for us to naturally want to blame other people and or get very defensive and want to kind of set our feet in the ground about our stance around something. But two can play that game. And anytime that you're involved in a situation with someone else or a situation that is causing a result that you may not like, there is some level of a personal accountability that we have to address because the hard work that we tend to avoid or not want to deal with comes along with us taking personal accountability. One of the other things I've learned, number three, is acceptance of something is challenging because you're feeling all of the emotions that of what happened. These are often things we tend to avoid. So I talk to a lot of people around this idea of acceptance and acceptance can be different in every area. I tell clients a lot of times that sometimes you and I will spend a lot of time talking about the same story, the same situation over and over and over and over again. We get to that 11th conversation and it finally hits you because oftentimes it takes us a little bit of time to muscle through and really sit in the emotions of grief, of anger, of shame, of frustration, of disappointment, of rejection, of abandonment, of unsettling with something. Sometimes you're sitting in emotions of something and you are having to just kind of muster your way up through the silence of it to work through the actual act of accepting it. And acceptance is challenging. Acceptance can be sometimes a couple of months. Sometimes learning acceptance can take years because you have to really, when you accept something, you're also coming and seeing it from a place of compassion. So let's use this example. If you have a very tough relationship with your parent and you're learning that there were things maybe your mom or dad did when you were growing up and you have such a high expectation for them to be who you desire them to be. You, you're in therapy, you're working on yourself. And also a sidebar, I tell this to clients a lot of times, Many times when you in therapy and you're working on yourself, you see the other problems in other people because you're more self-aware of when things are, un- are unhealthy or not helpful. And so then you see it in other people who aren't working on it and you're like, you need to get yourself together. But here's the thing. We create these expectations of people that are in these positions of parents or friends or boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever expectation we have of them. And when they don't live up to it, we naturally become disappointed. And so this place where when I'm talking about acceptance, 
is let's say you again if you've experienced something with a parent that was very unsettling or you're just learning things more about yourself that that you could have gotten as a kid you sometimes have to sit in the grief of actually grieving the fact that your parent may not be who you want them to be they may not be who you want them to be right now maybe they'll be who you want them to be later maybe they won't and accepting that And I don't say accepting as settling. I don't mean, and I don't say this as accept whatever they say to you. I do think that boundaries are important. And maybe this is a whole nother podcast or another day of learning, like just what radical acceptance means. But accepting the fact that you don't have control over it. You don't have control over what they say. You don't have control over their behaviors. You don't have control over what they're going to do. You don't have control over the fact that they didn't do what you wanted them to do. You don't have control over the fact that they didn't do it in the past or they're even doing it now. And sitting in the fact that that is hurtful, that that is disappointing, that that may be rejection and learning to look at them with compassionate eyes and or eyes of, I just have to look at you and say that you don't have the capacity to love me the way that I need to be loved. And I'm going to say this, I'm saying this from personal experience. And I'm also saying this from a place of walking people through this. This is a very painful process because oftentimes you have tried, you have given your all to a situation. You have talked yourself through it. Of I don't really know why they do X, Y, and Z. And having to say to yourself, I have to just accept them for who they are. And sometimes acceptance is um, estrangement. Sometimes acceptance is really not involving them in your life as much as as you used to. It may be just being around them, but not going into the depths of, of how deep your life is now. There's a lot of things that come with just acceptance, but it's sometimes really you as the person sitting in the feelings of what it feels like. And just understanding that they don't have the capacity to understand. They may never have the capacity to understand. I think about this often and what's coming to my mind is when Jesus was saying um, when he was on the cross and, you know, the people were doing all this kind of stuff and mocking him and everything. He said to God, Father, forgive them for they not know what they do. They don't even know what they're doing. They don't even know the weight and the gravity of who he was to be able to honor him and accept him for who he was to give him glory. And so at the time, the the son of man literally had to say to the father, forgive them for they know not what they do. And so this place of sitting in the emotions is challenging, but that's something I see often. And that is something that I think is important to work through in your own personal healing journey. Um, Another thing I see consistently is I struggle with negative self-talk. But before we get into that, let's take a quick break and hear from one of our sponsors. Actually, more often than not, negative self-talk is a universal issue. A lot of us kind of deal with the negative narrative that we tell ourselves. A lot of people, especially in church culture, say the enemy wants me to feel like X, Y, and Z. But this is what I believe is just really often negative self-talk. We just talk to ourselves very negative. Why? I believe it's, it's it's it's, it's so many layers to this. And I did an episode on how to overcome negative self-talk previously, but essentially it's really changing and training your mind to believe in who you are and really in general, working through the negative space that you may be in or working yourself through discouragement or, or loss of hope or whatever that looks like. 
because there and, and I think there's I'm tired especially as believers that when we're fighting in our faith we can lose hope and because we lose hope we begin to become super discouraged and that can create this narr- this narrative that we tell ourselves that nothing good is going to happen for me nothing will ever come about that's going to be for me nothing good is coming my way or just life is life in you and it's kicking your butt and at some point you probably gonna be like girl look life can have this because I don't want to do this anymore it's just this convolution of different things and so I, I say that if you really struggle with some negative self-talk then there may be an opportunity for you to really work through what are the negative things I'm telling myself and sifting through them another one of the things I see is that we have unrealistic expectations on who we are, what we should do, what we would have done, what we could have done, or never at all overgeneralizing things, saying this will never happen for me. I hear this a lot for um, people who are single, um, who and who have had maybe a couple of failed relationships, or they might be at an age where they're like, everybody around me is having kids or getting married, and I'm not there yet, and so maybe I'll never be with someone And so one of the kind of the metaphors I use often to describe this, let's say maybe a client of mine is in there is 35 and they're not married or have kids. And I kind of say, so you're going to overgeneralize where you are right now in this time for the rest of your life. Let's say you live to be 30, have 35 more years. At that point, you would be 70. And somebody just randomly comes along in between and and somebody randomly comes along in between that time are you gonna just say to yourself oh no i already kind of said i would be single forever 35 years is a long time to say to yourself i'm going to be single even if you were to say that you won't be with somebody for five years at that point you'll be 40 you're gonna overgeneralize the rest of your life based on where you are now and so this creates oftentimes a belief so we don't even try this unrealistic expectation that this will never happen for me. So it paralyzes us to even try. And so one of the things I'm going to say to you, if you're listening to this, is this may be an area you need to work on. Do you put unrealistic expectations on yourself? Do you overgeneralize things and say that'll never happen or that won't be for me or that's that's not going to be the thing for me? Do you compare yourself or covet what other people have And so it creates this unrealistic expectation for you that you'll never be able to get to this. And also one of the things I see often too, because we are in a space where we're talking about our emotions, our traumas a lot more, is that people will say, well, because I saw that growing up, that'll be what I experienced. And that's just not, that's not true. You hold way more responsibility now as an adult to work on these things that you may have experienced to change them versus essentially not working on them at all and then just blaming where you might be on where you have been so one of the next things i um kind of like to say is you know in bringing this as an encouragement to you oftentimes you have to realize that no matter how old you are you're bringing all of those years into your therapist's office you're bringing all those years into your healing journey let's just say you're 25 years old you're bringing 25 years into a space to work on and when i talk about healing journey i am specifically talking about people that go to counseling but i'm also even going to bring this in a more spiritual context 25 years of your life god has seen 
And he is now saying, okay, we're going to work on the next 25, the 25 years that have hurt you. Now, God can do things supernaturally. And also God is a God that understands that things take time. In this society we live in, we have the expectation that these are supposed to be microwaves. And oftentimes God just doesn't work that way. He, he just does not. One, I think it's because if we were to take all of the things that we experienced um, in 20 years of time and God were to put it in just a matter of, let's say, six months, it could overwhelm us. And so sometimes the degree of the things that he has to work on with us takes time. I'm going to talk about what that looks like more in the spiritual episode, um, but I want to give you a little bit of encouragement if you are on your healing journey. Um, you know, it's very painful and often can, re- and you know, painful to heal. Um, sometimes you really have to understand that you may see some dark moments in your healing process. You may really hate going to counseling. You may really hate addressing these things. You may really hate and feel a lot of remorse from the things that maybe God exposes to you. But I want you to be aware that it's not always supposed, it's not always going to be that way. I tell this a lot to clients that when you are in therapy or you are on a healing journey, you're in ICU. You are vulnerable. You are more susceptible to a lot of different things. You are sensitive. You are in, there's an increase in what is wrong with you when you are healing and not a lot of people can handle or be around you in that time. And I don't mean this in a way to isolate yourself because sometimes a lot of us associate healing with, I should just be by myself. And that's not what I'm saying. I think what I'm trying to communicate is that you're more vulnerable. And so it's painful. It's hard. It's, it's work. It's, excruciating it takes some time there is usually what i see a lot of people experience is you know when you're in counseling you're going consistently when you hit that third month mark it's almost like a hump just happens and you start to see the benefits of why you're coming but that's just the starting point and so my encouragement to you and i'm going to talk about in the next two episodes my personal experience and my growth journey and also the spiritual understanding behind that and why is it impactful for us as believers to heal is that you need to keep going. You need to give yourself permission of time. Give yourself the permission to work through it. And sometimes it will take you a long time. It took me four and a half years of being in counseling for four years. It took me four and a half years to be in counseling to start to really begin to coast And when I say coast is, that doesn't mean I'm not hitting walls or hitting things, but it's easier to kind of navigate things as I've worked through a lot of the bigger issues that I was dealing with to where now, if I go back to counseling, which I have gone back to counseling, it's, I'm able to communicate it and work through it a a little bit easier. My reactions are different. The way I handle things are different. I'm a lot more confident versus being so anxious. It's just a lot of things have shifted. And so my encouragement to you is it's important for you to work through your emotional health. Just as much as we have spiritual health, all of these things, your emotional health is so vital to where you're going and what you're doing. And so we'll talk about that more in the next episodes. Um, and I can't wait to hear um, all the stories that you all uh, or all the testimonies you all um, have from just these next couple of episodes. 
All right. So y'all will hear from me soon. I look forward to speaking with you and sharing more. Look out for the next episode to be a personal thing that I'm sharing, um, but some things that are on my mind and we'll talk again soon. I hope you have a wonderful week and happy new year. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.